Um, no idea what the math is doing today. <laughs> I'm a little uh, out of it. Good morning. It is the fifth day of the eighth month. Welcome to level eight, everybody. It is 925 now in the a.m. here in the central time zone. Welcome to the Super Saturday Fun Time Show. We got a lot of things going on today. We're going to have some fun and we're going to talk about social issues because that's what we do here. We talk about reacting to reactions. I am CD Mac, the Gen X slacker. Part of the forgotten generation, so it does not surprise me that you have forgotten me. We lost another one this week. To be honest, the shock value is wearing off. I'm not as shocked as much as I used to be. I'm starting to figure out that this is an example of sacrificing long-term gain for short-term gains. All the obedient, old, connected Hollywood people who got their jabs are dying off one by one and at an accelerated pace it seems we lost Pee Wee Herman rest in peace this makes room for more people which is good but the only people left are going to be the anti-vax right wing extremists I love this scene. It's a great example of using silliness to transform enemies into friends just by being silly. <laughs> I am SK Mishra and I welcome you to the Sharp Career. Slacker. S L A C K E R. Slacker. This is a noun. I have written it My friend is a slacker. A slacker is a person who habitually avoids work or lacks work ethic. The term slacker dates back to about 1790 or 1898. In the early to mid 20th century, Sudanese laborers protested their relative powerlessness by working lethargically, a form of protest known as slacking. Slacker became widely used in the 1990s to refer to a subset of apathetic youth who were cynical and uninterested in political or social causes, and as a stereotype for members of Generation X. Coming out of college with a degree doesn't matter. No one can find work. I applied for every single opening in my field, but there's just, there's nothing. Times are hard. You just gonna have to swallow your pride. For Gen Xers, the new reality sees the birth of McJobs, and the death of traditional careers. <coughs> White-collar workers are hit the hardest this time. The stereotype of the slacker is born. The whole idea of us being pegged as slackers, I think, came out of the fact that we couldn't get jobs. I'd like to change that to somebody who's not doing what's expected of them. Somebody who's trying to live an interesting life, doing what they want to do. And if that takes time to find, so be it. That's kind of what Gen X was. A bunch of us kind of going like, well, maybe there's like a back door into this bitch. All sorts of 
independent film, independent music, alternative ways of working. But that doesn't make you a slacker. It actually makes you the opposite. I'm doing the work. I'm baby stepping. I'm not a slacker. Can I go now, Mr. Strickland? Get your Gen X slacker gear, and the bit.ly links are down below. Stickers and hats and t-shirts, long sleeve, short sleeve, hoodies, you name it, it is available. Show your Gen X pride and support the channel if you want to. If you don't, I really don't care (laughs) at this stage of the game. Hey, yo, it's me, CD. I can't tell if I'm tired or just stoned. I am been working like crazy the past week since we last spoke. I have gotten two, count them, two Google certifications. The first one, just after last week's show, I got my Google Ad Search badge. And then this week, because the county fair was going on and we have a lot of stuff going on just starting yesterday and today. So I had to, Thursday I had to cram and I I got this week's module done and got my second Google certification. This one for Google Analytics, which is, I don't know if this is supposed to be getting easier as I go along, but it does seem like it is. Analytics was so much easier um, than the Google ad search to me anyway, it's making a lot of sense and I'm learning a whole lot. Uh, follow me on Twitter at real CD Mac, R E A L S W E D Y M A C. Join the Gen X slacker show group. We got four members in there so far. We're growing slowly. Lizzo is going to be a big topic. Um, let's see what we got today. Uh, we're going to travel all the way back to, where's my chart? I got a chart from, there's August 5th, 1989, the Modern Rock charts, uh, tracks, uh, B-52s, knocking Public Image Limited out of the top spot. But I wanted to get to the mainstream rock because, yeah, B-52s is a little uh, too cheesy and weird for me in this morning crossfire stevie ray vaughn and double trouble number one on the mainstream rock charts and i found this new guy mmbxmob who did a reaction to it like just a month ago then we got denzel washington raging against hollywood he's defending um the the new movie that, that just came out um Sound of Freedom. And then uh, Thomas Sowell, Cartier fam, is going to revisit Thomas Sowell, which is good, and him dissing Obama about something. And then we got the title track. Um, The guy from Valuetainment was on Joe Rogan and is trying to convince him to interview Trump. And then to close the show, the comedy section (laughs) is just going to be Abba and Preach covering what's going on with Lizzo. So that ought to be a lot of fun. Let's check out MMBXMOB. See, yo, yo, not reacting to Stevie Ray Vaughan for months. That's almost like a crime on this channel. I oh, I, so he's I a fan. Fell in love. Good. With SRV. Good, good, good. In double trouble. 
so fast. I became fans of them so quick that y'all know I was just like every every recommendation I was doing. Good, good, I good. Doing. I think this is gonna be live in yeah the Austin City Limits uh, version of Crossfire, which was number one this week, August fifth, nineteen eighty nine. What were you doing that week? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. I'd just gotten out of the Navy. I was still living in uh, Virginia. I just moved from Charleston to Virginia. 88, 89. Look at him, he's loving it. Tell us what you think. Okay. For one, that bass line. Boom, 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 The organ. I forgot my man's name. It's been so long. I forgot my man's name on the organ. Not the organ, but the keyboard. Yeah, it's, yeah. Damn it. It's okay. I remember him. Don't beat yourself up. Oh, man. If he get a solo on this song, what he doing right now, just kind of accenting the song right now, is incredible. And, of course, my man's on drums, solid. Nothing special, but doing it. But the bass line, boom, 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 boom. It almost sounds like... Boom, 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 Right, a 60s kind of a doo-woppy... voice, man. Motown kind of like under the boardwalk kind of bass line. You know what I mean? That kind of, what do they call it? Shagging music? The dance? That's a Carolina thing. Does anybody outside of the Carolinas know what shagging is as far as dancing? It's, you know... Under the boardwalk. Yeah. Listen, I complained a lot about Stevie not singing enough on a lot of his songs. This is definitely the most I've heard him sing. Yeah, he has such a great voice. Just that it's not as powerful as Ray Charles. But it's Ray Charles esque. It okay. has that that, okay. that 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 I can hear that that country southern. I can hear but that. But like, 
It's got meat to it. Yeah. It's, 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 so it's got great. experience. I don't know why he doesn't sing more. It sounds worldly. Um, I get you. But man, he can sing, man. And of course, him just doing what he's doing. I see he got the one. That's the name of this guitar, the one. I see he got this one. Um, I think that might be my favorite uh, SRV guitar, honestly. I, I think you can buy replicas of that. One. I think this one, the one. Is the one that right. this is the best looking guitar? I think all of its imperfections is what makes it perfect. Oh, and listen to I him! That's- listen to him! All of its imperfections is what makes it perfect. Oh, somebody put that on an inspirational quotation meme. Brilliant! Oh, golf clap! Yes, yes. Embrace your imperfections. Don't. Edit them out. Oh, nice. That's why he liked it as well. I, I just love this guitar. It's all scratched up, wood coming off, but it looks and sounds so good. I love that guitar. <laughs> He's getting into it. having a religious experience. those of you new to the show or never don't understand what the hell's going on here let me explain why i do this this whole thing was born out of me uh well during the pandemic i started watching a lot of youtube reaction videos and a lot of new channels started springing up because everybody was locked inside their house and i used to work in radio alt rock and classic rock and so it was fun for me to see the new generation the millennials and gen z's you know, discover this music that I used to play on the radio when I was coming up and when I was up. Uh, And I started noticing when they were branching out, usually into the more country, but this more kind of rock country-esque, blues-esque rock, that 
it was it was bringing them into a world that that they thought they knew but they were discovering wasn't anything like what they thought it was supposed to be they had no idea that Chris Stapleton was going to do what Chris Stapleton was going to do. When they had an idea in their head of what country music was, it was like, <laughs> spitting tobacco into the tin there and, you know, chewing a piece of grass and having sex with your cousins and all that. Then he comes out with Tennessee whiskey and just blows everybody away. And it occurred to me that this is helping solve racism. This is undoing all the stuff we're seeing on TV with BLM and Antifa and all that stuff. This type of stuff. Actually learning about the other culture and finding similarities and finding ways to enjoy culture outside of your own culture was doing more than any politician or any social uh Equality type of group, equity group. This. And it's doing it for free. We're not spending tax dollars. Look at it. He's enthralled. Come on, tell us what you think. That's a bad boy. <laughs> That's a bad boy. Listen, the last 20, 30 seconds, that was phenomenal. That that mini solo he just had at the end, incredible. I always Jamal, aka Jamal. He did it a year ago. Like that that sound that only an electric guitar can produce that loud pitchy I always wanted to learn how to do if that that's literally one of the main reasons why I want to learn how to play guitar to make it squeal like (laughs) squeal it's a sexy sound it is really really is. It's the like, oh man! It felt good to react to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. We need more people stepping outside of of their bubbles and listening to, and you know, white kids have been doing it. You know, maybe you need to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> so don't live in other people's worlds. All right. Just visit. Do you understand? What a do, what a do, what a do. Welcome back to the channel, baby. Yep, 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 yep. What a do, what a do, what a do. Half and Jay, let's get up in here. They're going to explore Denzel Washington raging um, against Hollywood for banning the sound of freedom. And that's going to be in. Oh, there's the finger. So we need to go back a little bit right before that. 
So we're gonna get the good vibes. Before we do everybody else out there who has not yet subscribed to that shit, Diddle, diddle, all the stuff. Go ahead, hit the subscribe button. Yes. Support these channels. Yes. Links are in the description. And share this video. Yes. And comment down below, baby. She got a fresh pose on the squad, man. Yes. Happen, Jay. I like that shirt. Plus, we already kicking off. What? Good vibes, baby. Good vibes. Boom. Boom. There you go. Okay. You got to get send them I, off. Well, I was trying to, you know, send them off at the same time you was. Well, I had to, you know. Right. right. I had to get she it out. She prematured. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with One that? One of the most disturbing problems in our world today is human trafficking. So what a responsibility you all have to be, to tell the truth, not just to be first. Now, the first step in eradicating this crime is awareness. All right, this is the Mel Gibson. Go see Sound we of covered Freedom. this a couple weeks ago. If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. Among all the controversies and scandals that constantly hog the headlines, there's this one movie that's spilling the beans on a dark and sinister secret, illegal human trade. Sound of Freedom is literally showing us the bad and the ugly side of Hollywood. And here's now, the worst somebody, part. Now, I just saw this. I didn't do a deep dive into checking it out, but there's rumor going around that one of the financiers, one of the funders. Now, this could be anybody because I believe this was crowdfunded, a, a big chunk of it at least. I mean, I think there were some big donations, some main you know, whales funding it, but I think there was a lot of also crowd. So this could be somebody that donated 10 bucks or something through GoFundMe. I don't know, but I guess somebody who threw some money into the pot to help make the movie got busted on child abduction or child trafficking or something to do with children. That is kind of hypocritical to the message of the movie. I still haven't dived down in it. It could be all BS. It could be something somebody made up to try and discredit. Uh, it could be uh, some twisting of the words to make it seem like it's something that it's not really something. You know what I mean? It could be some guy who donated some money and then it turns out his ex-wife had him arrested for kidnapping because he kept their uh, daughter uh, an extra hour long on the weekend instead of bringing her back at six o'clock. He brought her back at seven o'clock and she got, she was, I don't, you know what I mean? One of those kind of things where it's not really child abduction. It's some crazy ex who's being a bitch. So I don't know what it is. It could be nothing. It could be, again, just a, a made up meme or it could be somebody trying to fund this movie to cover their tracks. You know what I mean? It's like a projection move. You know, look at them. Look what they're doing. Don't look at me. The industry seems to be giving it the cold shoulder like they don't want it to succeed. But guess who's not having any of that nonsense this time? None other than the one and only Denzel Washington. Yep, you heard it right. This popular celebrity is putting his foot down and taking a stand against the industry's shady tactics. So what exactly did Denzel say? So what a responsibility you all have to be to tell the truth, not just to be first. 
The seasoned actor, known for his outstanding performances and down-to-earth demeanor, had some choice words to share about the current state of Tinseltown. In a recent interview with The Hollywood Reporter, he pulled no punches, calling out Hollywood's elite for their arrogance and lack of connection with everyday people. Yep. It's like a, you know, people say, oh, the difficulty of making a movie. I'm like, well, send your son to Iraq. That's difficult. It's mm. just a movie. It's like, relax. Washington didn't shy away from addressing the declining ratings of big Hollywood award shows, attributing it to their overemphasis on pushing identity politics in the faces of viewers. He claimed that the public has grown weary of the so-called woke Hollywood elites who you seem think? to believe they are above everyone else. <laughs> they think? stand on stage, patting themselves on the back, and lecture the masses on how to live their lives, all while living in their lavish multi-million dollar mansions. But it seems that not all celebrities have lost touch with reality. Denzel Washington, a man who has clearly retained his grounded perspective, voiced his disdain for this behavior among his colleagues in the entertainment industry. He recognized that when Hollywood figures present a more humble and realistic view of their own privilege, they earn the respect and admiration of the public. Denzel Washington's no-nonsense attitude didn't stop there. He questioned the notion that making movies is an incredibly difficult task, comparing it to being a garbage man or sending someone's child off to war. I like being the garbage man better. Huh. But uh, they weren't bad jobs. It's like a, you know, people say, oh, the difficulty of making a movie. I'm like, well, send your son to Iraq. That's difficult. He scoffed at the idea that actors should think they are doing something special just by making a movie. Denzel's message was clear. Let's not get carried away with self-importance. Making movies is a luxury and a gift, not a heroic endeavor. Right on. Interestingly, Denzel Washington seemed to have found an ally in none other than Mel Gibson a Hollywood figure who's actually promoting the Sound of Freedom movie. Now, the first step in eradicating this crime is awareness. All right, so they're kind of uh, guilty by association making kind of uh, connections uh, here. Denzel didn't really come out and defend, you know, uh, Sound of Freedom. He kind of was just saying, hey... This woke stuff isn't playing out in middle America with the real people. You guys are, are and this is something that I say, you know, the elites are, are disconnected from the average people. And again, another reason why I watch these reaction videos to get the scoop on what's happening. This is the street level reactions. This is the people. These are normal everyday folks with YouTube channels. <laughs> so, you know, not maybe, or but they're closer to normal everyday people than Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Fallon or any of those other late night people or daytime people, The View. I'd rather hear from these people than hear from Whoopi Goldberg. But whoever made the video that they're watching... It's kind of making a spurious connection here. They're, they're, it's not, they're making it seem like Denzel is coming out, but Denzel's not actually coming out and saying this movie specifically. You know what I mean? Go see Sound of Freedom. So Gibson, who was sitting alongside Washington in the interview, was seen nodding in agreement with the veteran actor's candid remarks. Anyway, apart from agreeing with Mel about Hollywood, Denzel Washington has not only been a powerful presence in the entertainment industry, but has also they played a crucial role in something? exposing the devious ways of the elite through his own genuine... Denzel's just trying not to 
you know what I mean, get Mel Gibson. <laughs> so he's being a bit more tactful. And Hollywood gives him a little bit more leeway because of, you know, the color of his skin. In actions. The elites often try to present themselves as altruistic philanthropists, using their wealth and influence to portray an image of goodwill and benevolence. However, behind their carefully crafted facades, many of them are involved in heinous misdoings or heinous. simply enable such behaviors to persist. In stark contrast to Oprah's pompous display of elitism disguised as philanthropy, there's Denzel Washington, a true advocate for helping children. This He's been extra? actively involved with organizations like the Boys and Girls Clubs of America, Save no, that, Africa's that Children, and the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund. Act. Unlike Oprah's flashy endeavors, Denzel's commitment to making a difference uh, is evident is in his genuine actions and dedication. Aside from this, Denzel also exposed the underbelly of the movie industry, where powerful Hollywood elites try to manipulate and force actors into where's portraying the, characters that don't original? align with their values. In a tell-all interview that sent shockwaves through Tinseltown, Denzel Washington pulled back the curtain on the dark and often bizarre side of the movie industry. The legendary actor, known for his powerful performances, opened up about the peculiar roles he was once forced into, revealing the manipulative tactics employed by Hollywood elites. In the interview, Denzel reminisced about his early days in the industry, recounting a bizarre movie role he was offered in 1986. I got a part in a movie in 1986. I called it the nigga they couldn't kill. The what? film depicted a disturbing storyline in which his character, a black man, was accused of essaying a white woman. As if that wasn't unsettling enough, the plot involved several attempts to electrocute and hang his character, all while trying to paint him as some sort of twisted hero. But what shocked Denzel wow. even more was the nonchalant attitude of some Hollywood insiders during the audition process. I said, right, that ain't funny. So to me, it wasn't funny. In the end, Denzel turned down the lucrative offer for the controversial role, a decision that paid off when he received an Oscar nomination for his next project, Cry Freedom. It was a testament to his integrity and the courage to stand up. So he got an Oscar for that? Oscar I nominee. Guess, yeah. I don't I think, think he won for that. Or, or, or did they say Oscar nomination? I think it was. I think they uh, said Oscar nomination. I'm not sure. Go back. I thought the only Oscar that he got was... Um, Training Day, right? Was for... Um, Training day. Yeah. I don't know. Offer for the controversial role, a decision that paid off when he received an Oscar nomination for his next project, Cry Freedom. Yeah. It was a testament to his integrity and the courage to stand up against the weird and distasteful roles pushed upon actors by the Hollywood elite. Denzel's revelation offers a glimpse into the often hidden world of Hollywood where questionable decisions are made, and actors are sometimes forced to compromise their principles for fame and fortune. It raises serious questions about the responsibility of those in power within the industry and whether they are truly considering the impact of the roles they offer to actors. In any case, Denzel Washington's recent revelations and the chilling film Sound of Freedom are just scratching the surface of the rot that permeates the industry. But trust me, there's so much more lurking behind those velvet curtains. And if the truth ever sees the light of day, it'll send shockwaves through the entire world, leaving everyone stunned to their core. Meanwhile, one devoted fan couldn't help but share their thoughts, suggesting that the film's rejection by certain platforms is a clear indicator that it must be hitting uncomfortably close to the truth. 
The fact that the film was rejected by these yep. platforms reveals that the film and Mel Gibson is absolutely right. By now, we all know who hates the truth. Another fan chimed in, fueling the fire even more and insinuating that some of the least likely individuals might be involved in massive criminal activities. We all know that those that look the least likely to be a criminal of massive portions are the worst. The more money they have, the easier it is to cover what they do. Just look at every psycho in history. They were all kind, upstanding model citizens. Every psycho in Anyway, history. as more brave souls come forward to expose the shady dealings of these Hollywood elites, we can only hope that karma will catch up to them and they'll finally face the consequences of their misdeeds. The clock is ticking and the walls that have protected these power players are starting to crumble. Anyway, that's it for this video. Who was that? Mm -hmm. Tell us who, who, who was that you were watching? And I, I feel that <coughs> he's right about, you know, celebrities feeling that just because they're they're actors and actresses that they are doing something heroic like right. they are heroes right. um and just because you play viewers, one in the movie we, we think that too <laughs> we, we forget that they're human sometimes um i like how he he said that right about that about um being an actor actor right that's not really heroic Heroic. Right. Couldn't even get it. Go like to they war. were saying, like she was like, you know, the spiel today was saying is that um, you know, how uh, you know, it's just crazy how you know, when you're a superstar status like that, you know, you fly under the radar. Mm hmm You know what I mean? Because you're you're a good model citizen. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're doing for the communities and you know, all type of different donations here and there. You know what I mean? Things mm -hmm. like that. So, you know, People look at you differently. They 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 wouldn't even expect you to be doing. That's why I guess allegedly is why sort of all these other celebrities like Oprah or whatever mm -hmm. be getting away with so much stuff. Right. If they're if that's true. Yep. That's the reason why. Mm -hmm. You know, because the money and the fame and you know how powerful they are. Mm -hmm. So you know. That's true. Um, I had a, a shock jock that um, I worked with, Henry the Bull Del Toro, rest in peace. He. Um, he jumped ship from the mainstream rock station in Norfolk, <clears throat> Hampton Roads area, FM 99, and came to 96X uh, around 96 when I was there. And <clears throat> that was one of the things that he told me. He said the reason why he was so well-liked as a shock jock is because of all the charity work he did. He said you do all kinds of charity, and that allows you to do crazy, stupid things that allows you to screw up and be mean and and do stupid stuff shocking stuff because you do a charity said and that's the easiest way if you want to do a charity for something do a shock jock thing and bash it first and then oh i'm sorry raise money for it afterwards said it's a yin and a yang thing you got to use the positive and the negative in order to make it bigger Let's move on. Thomas Sowell. We haven't, that was big in season one for those of you who <clears throat> are new to the channel. Every time we did a Thomas Sowell video, we got lots and lots of hits. So people were fascinated by Thomas Sowell. And I think the, that's what happened here with the Cartier family. Okay, guys. So some people have been wanting us to get back into the Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell, man, Ooh. my boy. And this is going to be why the worst American president 
ever was so loved. Now, just from the clip that I saw, I saw a picture of Obama. So I'm assuming this is going to be dissing Obama. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a dissing. That could just be a coincidence. Ooh, I'm excited. A What's legend. This? Is this about wow. Ronald Reagan? Who's the favorite? See, he thinks person? it's Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I think so. He like cut, closed hella mental hospitals. Like closed. He yeah, closed them. He, they say stuff. He did a lot of underground he, uh, stuff too. Denied like some environmentalist stuff. He did a lot of stuff. I was reading about it actually. I oh yeah. yeah. The woke no folks hate Ronald wasn't Reagan. His, wasn't his wife was the beginning of the Dare program too? Yes, he did start the yeah, Dare program. Okay. The war on drugs. I believe he did do that. But I've heard about that. Wasn't at the time. Okay, hold up. Wasn't his administration was the administration they was trying to say America was selling weapons to a yes, country. we were selling weapons to yeah. uh, the war in the South America and uh, while also no, putting were. crack in the black community. I don't know if this it is was like, like off a of snowfall. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if this is like confirmable, but this this apparently right like right. Yeah, coach, we talked about that. the war in South America. They were like sending guns to the Contras and something. It's pretty crazy. But like I don't think it's the country, well, everyone in the country agreed to go to the war, so they was funding the war. Like, oh, wrong, wrong screen. Sorry, the war while I'm going to move them down a little bit so you can see their heads. Cut the heads off. Franklin's. It's like a really in-depth thing when you look at like all the stuff he did, and people like really love Ronald Reagan. It's a lot of crazy stuff. Is this is this what this is about? I don't know, man. I have no idea. See, they think it's about Ronald Reagan, so we'll see. I think it's about see. It's a Rorschach test, is what it is. It's who it's. To find out who you think the worst president ever is. Uh, uh, Huey Freeman used to be like, yeah. Ronald Reagan is the devil. Higher education Obama. can't be a <laughs> It is an economic imperative that every family in America should Wasn't be able to afford that. At all. Higher education, an imperative. All he's asking is that all young Americans should have the same opportunity to get a really good education that Tom Sowell had. Tom? I love the way the use of the word opportunity. You know, I had as much opportunity to become an NBA star as Michael Jordan had. It just happens that there was some difference in skill. And so the same thing with education. There is no point trying to run people through institutions that they have very little interest in. Right. Uh, and, and that they may not be suited. Lowering the standards to get into college, making it easier for stupid people to get a degree, does not raise the level of education in the country. It diminishes the value of the degrees that were given out to smart people who actually earn them with higher grades. This is the participation trophy mentality. Let's make everybody a winner by giving them a trophy. But we're not all winners. You got to have losers in order to have winners. It's war. Uh, in fact, I would argue that one of the problems of American education is you have a lot of people in college who have no interest in what a college is supposed to be, wow. nor is there any reason why they should. And so the intellect, he's busting brains. So yeah. you water down yeah. the education of the people who are there to get an education because of the people who are not there for that purpose and who, are, uh, and, and, and and who you're trying to appease in some way. So yeah. when Vivek was saying that um, he's going to give people the opportunity to do something and go to a different school, that's good because they're allowed to get that opportunity and they're not forced into that opportunity. But They're allowed to choose what school they want to go to and aren't stuck in it.
because of yeah. like districts and whatnot. Obama right. put an additional fifty billion dollars in Pell grants for low that's income good. college students. That's I really think that's good. pretty good. That's really good. See a problem with that one. It said um, President Obama created an American uh, Opportunity Tax Credit providing up to two thousand five hundred per year for four years of college tuition for families earning up to one hundred and eighty thousand. I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, I definitely will have to watch more of these videos to see what they're about yeah, to say he? before we okay. form an opinion. Because yeah, I'm be. under the impression that I do know that Obama did do a lot of drone strikes and kill a lot of people. And he deported a lot of people, which is something that That's he, my uh, beef. Skip over. But those yeah. are like the two like yeah. highlighting worst things they did. Ooh, I do know one thing. How they, the thing on health insurance that they did. I do remember something Obamacare. Like Obamacare yeah, they, 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 was like, a disaster. Like, mandatory where you had to have health insurance and then like spiked up the price and then. This can't so be now, the only reason. Now, now you get in trouble I, if you don't have health insurance or something like that. I think like they that. were talking about like Obama did something with education to let people in who maybe weren't so qualified. Yeah. Higher education can't be a luxury. It is an economic imperative that every family in America should be able to afford. Higher education, an imperative. All he's asking is that all young Americans should have the same opportunity to get a really good education that Tom Sowell had. Tom? I love the way the use of the word opportunity. You know, I had as much opportunity to become an NBA we star saw as already. Michael Jordan had. It just happens that there was some difference in skill. And so the same thing with education. There is no point trying to run people through institutions that they have very little interest in uh, and that they may not be suited for. Uh, in fact, I would argue that one of the problems of American education is you have a lot of people in college who have no interest in what a college is supposed to be, nor is there any reason why they should. And so the intellect, the... And you have a psychological aspect to it as well. And this is kind of why I do not like the idea of free college. And uh, a lot of people have, have, uh, have heard this argument <laughs> used that do, they use it against other forms of education, but not against college. That it, you don't respect something if it's free. You don't. You don't respect. You don't respect a dollar found the same way you do a dollar that you had to work for. You know what I mean? You spend a dollar that you find on the ground a lot quicker on stupid stuff than something you had. So, in order for the education to really matter, in order for you to take it seriously, you know, I'm paying. To go to Texas Tech. Out of my paycheck. Now, I might get reimbursed if I apply. They, they do reimbursements like once a year. And I missed it for this year. So I couldn't get it prepaid through the union. But next year, I could apply and if, if I'm still working there. And the union would back pay me and pay me for But I'm thinking at that point, I might not be working there. And I might be making enough money to pay it off myself and not really care. But the point is, I'm sacrificing, and that's making the class more important to me. I have to take it seriously because I'm spending my money on it. It's my investment, and I need a return on it. On that investment. Whereas if it were just a free class outright that I didn't have to pay anything for up front, I might not take it as seriously. 
So you water down the education of the people who are there to get an education because of the people who are not there for that purpose and who, are, and, and, and and who you're trying to appease in some way. And is the impulse that we just saw of Barack Obama and his supporters to in constantly more and more people run them through college, run them yes. through college, and that's what? That's to enhance the standing of intellectuals in society to teach more and more Americans to do The volume on this is way low, dude. Is that part of what's going on? It's to win votes, frankly. All right. Mm -hmm. Straightforward as that. President what? Obama once again. I will not cede mm. the wind or solar or battery industry to China or Germany because we refuse to make the same commitment here. We've subsidized oil companies for a century. That's long enough. This is pre. This is pre cylindro of course. Pre cylindro <laughs> Tom. You, you know this notion of picking out something and calling it a good thing, like education or affordable housing or whatever it might be. Uh, everything is a matter. The market will decide if it is a good thing. Subsidizing, <clears throat> taxing, and subsidizing, taxing things you want people to do less of, like smoke cigarettes or drink alcohol so you put exorbitant sin taxes vice taxes on those things to discourage people from from doing them and then subsidizing other things to make it cheaper trying to encourage people to do them is manipulating the market it is the exact opposite of a quote-unquote free market the only free markets are the black markets at this point. What you buy on the street, the non-taxed <laughs> things, which is usually guns or drugs or things of that nature where it's just easier and you don't want any paper trail. Out of trade-off. Uh, God, uh... What, what did the man say there? That that he will not cede wind or solar or battery the battery industry to China or Germany because we refuse to make the same commitment. It's amazing that, that here is a man talking about five different industries, in none of which he has the slightest experience. You know, but because he has these degrees from the places you mentioned, uh, he thinks, and, and people have told him how clever he is. He now thinks that he can 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 do this. So can you? No human being on this planet could do this. Can you explain, Tom, the particular appeal to intellectuals of the kind you describe here, of the green movement, of the environmental movement? Oh, it it shows them again in the role they relish. They're the they're the wise and noble, forcing the rest forcing the rest of us poor dummies uh, to do what's right. Uh, you know, e e even though we don't want to. So it's what your old friend Karl Marx would have described as the will to power. Yes. You don't want to. You don't want to cut them a little slight. That's. I mean, you're just no. saying it's ego and pride and vanity. Yes. This All is. Right. I got the volume maxed out <laughs> Once here. Again, the president of the United States. Tax reform should follow the Buffett rule. If you make more than a million dollars a year, you should not pay less than thirty percent in taxes. And my Republican friend Tom Coburn is right. Washington should stop subsidizing millionaires. <laughs> Look at Rand Paul's face. He's like. Uh, cringe. <laughs> In fact, if you're earning a million dollars a year, you shouldn't get special tax subsidies or deductions. On the other hand, taxation is theft.
and we should all be treated like the church. My body is a temple, therefore I am a religious organization. I should pay no taxes. And I encourage everybody else to think the exact same way. Let's starve the beast. If you make under $250,000 a year, like 98% of American families, your taxes shouldn't go up. I love it. I mean, I agree with that. <laughs> when people keep their own money, that's called subsidizing them. I love it. You know, that's, that's, that's the brilliance of intellectuals. That they, 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 they can use words in such a manner. They think that it's their money. That's my money. I earned it. If you want, I, we should seriously go to a, a, a all GoFundMe government. If you want to send money to Pakistan so they can study uh, how cocaine affects tadpoles, set up a GoFundMe. Raise some money and do it. Don't just write it into a bill somewhere and, and take and make me feel guilty for not wanting to pay for it. I earned it. It's my money. It's not yours. Valuable way that they can. I mean, the, Obama has an absolute talent for saying things that make no sense. But not <laughs> only sound plausible, but inspiring. You know, we're subsidizing the oil companies when they deduct the cost of doing business you know, in order to arrive at the figure of how much net income they have. Everybody does that. Right. So this notion, though, that that if you if you're rich, you ought to pay more. Straightforward enough, no? It is straightforward to us. It's also straightforward nonsense. Why is that? They often speak of people who are rich as people who happen to have money. Right. Extreme. Because it's punishing success. Do you understand? It it's going back to the just you're you're talking about taxes how do you use taxes you put big taxes on things you want people to stop doing like tobacco and alcohol right so if you put big taxes on making money you're discouraging people from making money let the people who are good at it do it they're the ones creating jobs for the people who can't, who aren't smart enough. Big taxes discourage behavior. So when you put a big tax on earning money, you are discouraging earning money. This is a scarcity mentality, not an abundance mentality flip the way you think there is more than enough for everybody to earn whatever they want to earn as long as they put in the energy to earn it and don't expect to be given it extremely few people happen to have money there aren't that many rockefellers well, but Rockefeller didn't happen to have money. But his heirs happened to have it. Yes, my heirs happened right. to have money. So you're drawing But, his, but right. Rock, Rockefeller, Rockefeller reduced the cost of oil to a fraction of what it had been before him, right. benefiting millions of people across the country. Therefore, they bought the their globe. oil from Rockefeller rather than from people who had more expensive ways of producing oil. For example, one of them being the, the uh, use of uh, so tank cars. It. 
I liked how you said something about trade-offs. Like something is presented as a good thing, but you all are something like losing. Something's some. affected always. Yeah. yeah, it's always a catch. But is that weird that he's saying not taxing the rich will make stuff around here more cheaper? So that means we can have more consumer goods at a lower price? Because that's what he was pr pretty much saying at the end. Not taxing the rich would do that? Because he says not that many rich already. So he said if they ever to like... That's why he said he brought up Rockefeller because he was like, he wasn't getting taxed. So he was able to attain... All right, let's... And we need to also bring into consideration the Laffer curve. This idea that taxation is a linear thing is totally bonkers and just uh, gets under my mathematical mind. It's just, uh, no, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. The, the higher you raise taxes above, I think, it, I believe it's somewhere between 18 and 22. So just say 20%. 20% is the point at which the government makes the maximum amount of money off of taxes. If you raise the taxes above 20%, the government makes less money, not more money. Because you're taking too much blood out of the body. You're taking too much currency out of the system. You're shrinking the system and it's not growing, it's not maintaining its good health. You make, the government makes less money. So again, it's not about revenue. It's about punishing bad behavior. And making money is not bad behavior. It's good behavior. Everybody should be doing it. And helping other people to do it. But the government doesn't want you to be independent and self-sufficient. The government wants you dependent on the government. Stay in the ghettos, my children. Ain't more oil that made the price go down. So like, so it helped other people. But it helped other people to like, you know what I'm saying? Because if he's getting taxed more, that means stuff gonna have to. Yeah, he gonna, he's gonna have, have to, to make his yeah, he to make more money more. to cover the taxes. I ain't really think about it like that in that way, but part of the trade off. Thing. Yeah, because if you yeah if you pay less in taxes. But then stuff costs more, and you still lost. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that too. Said it because that's like Me him, either. like putting himself in the third man. It's like okay, say if I'm a corporation, right? I gotta plug in overseas, so I gotta outsource, right? But they taxing me because you're taxing me more to sell it. So it's like I, I gotta tax everybody else. So I can make me I, 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 too. I, I, another big misconception: corporations do not pay taxes. There's not a single corporation. There's not a single business on the planet that pays taxes. Their customers pay their taxes. That's, oh, I want to raise taxes on landlords. Why did my rent go up? You think the landlord's going to pay? No, you're paying it. Raise taxes on corporations. Why are groceries so more expensive all of a sudden? You're paying their taxes. Where do you think they get the money from to pay the taxes? From the customers. They're just going to charge you more. Look at your phone bill. Look at your electric bill. Look at your cable bill. Look at your internet bill. 
There's four or five pages of advertisements and blah, blah, blah. And then the last page is a list of all the taxes and fees the government is putting on them that they're just putting on your bill. You're paying for it. It's just backdoor taxes to you. I can't sell it for low. Unless I can get it for cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, taxes is something I had to get more educated about because I can't really say if someone should get taxed more or less. Really. I mean, I think everybody should get taxed tax the same. For me, like yeah. just zero. Yeah. Exactly. I think that, that that's what it should be. But I can't really say who should get it's taxed hard. more or less. It is. It is that's hard. Just, that's but the way Obama one. did say it, it didn't sound like it was just like, yeah, that's what you're. No, it sounded really good. It sounded good. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't really know the effects of it. I don't know. But the education points he was making was very on point. We're already at an hour. Michael we gotta Jordan. stop. We gotta, we gotta stop. All right, we gotta, we gotta move on. We gotta get to the the title track, and then we still gotta get to, to Lizzo. We're having Trump on. <coughs> okay, you, you, the look. I don't know. Maybe. Looks like you got something. Maybe. Okay, good. See, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, maybe, 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 because I gotta move my thing back up. <coughs> of when Trump showed up at the UFC fight and shook Joe's hand. There was a video of that floating around for a little while. Joe sees his effect on the crowd. Joe knows. That's good. We're going to check in with Doc Rich. We haven't checked in with Doc in a while. He's up to 1.15 million. Golf clap, Doc. Congratulations. Good for you. Over a million. He's out of uh, Ohio somewhere. I think that's... Uh, I look at a certain point in time. Ohio. Just like... It would be interesting to hear his perspective on a lot of things. I would like to know what is it like when you actually get into office. I would like to know things like what what is it like versus perception. Yeah. What is it actually like when you get in that building? Like what 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 are you greeted with? When do you know that people are fucking with you? When do you know that the and you know Trump will tell you all of that stuff. Trump will tell you all that stuff. Let's get to let's say hi to. Is it said out in the public? Doc. What is shown to you? That isn't shown out in public. Right. What is it really like? Not what the books tell us and, you know, the movies and whatnot. What is it actually like? And, you know, Uncle Trump is the perfect guy to ask that question because... Still got the baby playpen in there. Everything that he can say, he will say. And even stuff that he can't say, right? Because I'm sure there's some stuff... Uh, that he isn't allowed to say or talk about, you know, super, I don't know, some alien is locked in the basement at the White House that they're examining or something. You know, like, so, so, some crazy, right, that, that he can't expose, but as close to it as he can possibly get, and even some stuff that he's probably not supposed to say, he'll probably he'll say spill it. it. Yep. Yeah, I, don't, I don't give a crap, and I'm yeah. 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 Get him in there with Alex Jones and the three Alex Jones and Joe Rogan and Eddie Bravo. <laughs> and do a protect our park style podcast. Going on, this is going on. So and so is actually the head of blah blah blah. It's not actually this a person. fight companion. This person actually runs it. You know you know, Uncle Trump is the perfect person to ask that question. So, hey, listen, I, I hope he goes on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan asks these questions. You know that the intelligence agency is lying to you. Like, when you decided to fire Comey, what was the thought? How much did you know? Like, what what's the machine like? What is what is the deep state really like? Uh-huh. Really like? 
Because we have all these, you know, smoky room perceptions, like from the Bill Hicks joke, where they show you the Kennedy assassination from right, an angle right. you've never seen before. You know, what is the machine that runs this country? Because it's very clear that it's not as simple as elected <coughs> representatives that are doing the will of the people. It's Facts. not. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing you and Trump together. Yeah, you keep pushing that. I, I think, okay, I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you from my I like this guy. Like, um, uh, Patrick Bet David, is that his name? I don't know. I just know him as the Valuetainment guy. Uh, he's got a, a channel on YouTube, uh, Valuetainment. And um, he went into it with uh, Jenk Uger just recently. Um, that was a pretty, pretty uh, viral little video. But he, he's got a good show. If you uh, don't watch his uh, content, I highly recommend uh, make it your next subscription. On why you ought to consider it when you do do it. I'll just give you my... Okay. Uh, just so you know, he and I don't speak. You know, it's not something that is like, hey, his camp saying go in there and do this and do that. Now, I've never interviewed the guy, so it's not like I'm, you know, uh, lobbying for it. But I think... He makes if, a good case. I've, you know, I've when seen you think this about clip. sports or you think about fights, what is the boxing world if Frazier Ali never happens, Right. Uh, what is the UFC world if DC John Jones doesn't happen or Khabib Connor doesn't happen and they're both at their peak and those fights don't happen? We can go on with sports, you know, with baseball, with, you know, uh, interviews of Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jackson. You know, you go look at, you know, uh, some of Barbara these things that Wawa. happen with Larry King or her and, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> a bunch of different guys. He's a guy that's probably the most misunderstood by a side. And a guy that... Uh, How do you think he's misunderstood in what way? I, I, think, I think the media has really painted this guy to be evil. I had, you know, like, I like to talk to people I fully disagree with. And I, I think they're delusional in certain areas to understand, like, what makes you believe what you just said? Right. Like, I don't understand what you just said. Right. Tell me how you could be that convinced you're right. Right? Right. I, Cenk was on the podcast yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jenk is convinced he's about. a better businessman than Trump. Uh, I mean, how could you say something? Like, but he's convinced. And he says, no, he's a loser. Trump's a loser. I said, dude, what do you mean he's a, There's only two things he's won in his life. I said, there's only two things he's won in his life? Yes. Yeah, there's only two things he's ever won in his life. And this is the second time Jenk and I have a, having a conversation together. Politically, we're on very different sides. I'm just trying to find out why do you think this way, right? And he says, yeah, only two things. He's a great marketer, and he did this. I said, first that's of all, 15 a good, years. That's a good driver for, you know, for a podcast, for a show. Why do you think that way? That's a good driver. Apprentice. Good luck. Go do. No, he had great producers. I don't care if you have the greatest producers in the world. You can hire any producers Joe has and go try to match Joe's numbers with podcasts. Yeah, because it's his producers. No, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. 15 years. Book, how many years does Art of the Deal does? Well, yeah, but Pat, imagine if you started with $430 million. You would have been richer than him today. I said, $430 million. What's this $430 million? He got $430 million. Are you like counting in today's money? Versus, well, you know, it's estimated this. Okay, he got a million. He got $14 million, No problem. He got family money. I'm willing to make the case that you are more likely to screw up your life if your family gives you money. He says, what do you mean? Yeah. I said, so I went and studied. I got four kids now. We're going, you know, we've done estate planning multiple times, but now I just sold the insurance company, so I have to sit there and see what am I going to be doing with some of this money that came out of nowhere? Goldman, Morgan, estate planning. Do we do this? Do we do that? Let's go study. We put our research team. Go find out who did it right out of all the families. Okay. The Medici family, seventh generation, they kept the wealth. 
within mm. the family. What are they doing? And boom, 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 boom. Great. Vanderbilt family, the money lasted one generation, maybe two. Like when, you know, Anderson Cooper's mom's like, look, we're Vanderbilts, but you ain't getting nothing. You got to make your own money, right? Okay. You know, the Rockefeller family, they're at three or four, okay? We can go through all these families. Most of them that get a lot of money, the kid becomes a what? Drug addict, yep. drug dealer, yeah. spoiled. They don't work. They're right. not this. They're not that. Right. Okay. So let's just say he did get the money, and he still doesn't do drugs, and he doesn't do alcohol. That is And his kind vice of is women, and he works his ass off in business, and he makes it where he makes it to. Yeah, it's, it's very easy to make the argument that actually if you do come with money, it's a harder life than a person that doesn't get money to have that drive and ambition. Not necessarily <clears throat> it's a harder life to have that right. fire, the ambition that, you know, right. you, got, you can't teach that. You either got yeah. it or you don't have it, right? Okay. So then we go into politics. So let me get this straight. This guy wins in New York. He becomes a billionaire. He wins on TV. He's one with women. He's partied with everybody. In 1988, he's doing an interview with Oprah Winfrey, and Oprah Winfrey says, hey, you sound like you're going to run for office. No, I have no interest, but if I ever did, I'd win. Okay. <laughs> then he runs. Everybody thinks it's just a marketing deal that he's doing. And then when he wins, I don't know if you remember when he walked down, he's like, even him and himself, they were kind of like surprised. Babe, we just, we just won. Okay. <laughs> and, and the day before, the odds were if you bet $100, you know, you'd have to bet $350 to win $100 on Hillary, but if you bet $100, I think you win 550 with Trump or some number like that. The underdog won, the greatest underdog of all time of politics, right? Okay. Facts. So let's Preach. fast forward 20 years from now. Let's go to 2043. We're doing a podcast. You're 75. I like this. Oh, I like jumping around on the timeline. Podcast, but that'd be one hell of a podcast at 75. I like how he and, does it. I l- love the way he's framing this up. Well, what's the quote? Somebody came through just uh, like last week. Everybody, <clears throat> when you see all these time traveler movies, everybody's worried about time travelers going back in time and changing one small thing that screws up the entire future. But nobody ever thinks about making one small change now and changing your future that drastically. The potential of just making small changes now. So when you're, he's jumping around on the timeline to kind of do the same kind of effect, he's trying to get Joe to think about, don't think about it as where we're at now. Think about 20 years in the future looking back on now. That's a great technique. Maybe we feel a little bit more comfortable coming out at that time because we're traditionalists, we're older generation, then maybe we're a little bit more careful about what people think about us right now. It helps put you into... at 75, we look back. And we look at the list of podcasters. Who are the greatest podcasters of all time? Joe Joe Rogan at the top. Goat. Who's the greatest this, 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 that? And he's like, dude, but he never interviewed that guy Trump. I'm going to be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you hear him? Joe Wait, got let me get hit. this straight. The greatest like, podcaster Ooh. of all time never interviewed Trump at a time that he didn't do that? Dude, that's crazy. I don't believe it. Why not? It had to be personal. It had to be this. So to me, I think the guy that's going to interview him in a way that nobody else is going to interview him, you. You're going to ask some it's questions that case. you want to know about. Like, you know, hey. what? It's a great case, and we'll see. Let's see what Doc has to say about it. But I think he just made a perfect case for Joe, and I, I think it's going to be hard for Joe not to. It's just, 
arranging the logistics of it. And with Trump under active investigations, it's going to be hard to what he can and can't talk about. Oh, that's going to be very difficult. Very, very difficult. Shout out to PBD, man. Shout out to Patrick Ben David. Good salesman, man. Good salesman. And, you know, my thing is. Apparently, I he was in the insurance business, so I get to interview that. Uncle Trump before. Because I felt like he still kind of believed in Joe, right? But now he's openly said now, if it's Joe and Trump, I am not voting for Joe. I'm voting for Trump. He's openly said that already. Maybe not those exact words, but something along those lines. He said that he would vote for Trump. So why wouldn't you interview Trump? Why would he? He's the biggest podcast on the planet. He's afraid of the backlash. You know, he is. If if he puts Trump on there and gives Trump a platform and goes through and he does not debunk Trump or worse, if Trump convinces him and gives him some inside scoop and, you know, what the real deal is, because Joe's like, I want to know, you know, what's really going on on the inside. And if he gets that out of Trump. And Trump convinces Joe. Oh man, old media would revolt. It would be they, yeah. Whenever oh. you hear something, oh, how could she just know? It's not even a tip of the iceberg. What you're hearing this? This is mild, and this is the real up part is that a lot of people want to get booked for future work so they just keep their mouth shut about how disgusting and dirty that industry is right right now we're going to get some inside scoop on what's going on with this lizzo and banana thing let's go back see we got a lot of a lot of oh yeah hold on we got to take a break we got it's 10 minutes we got to do uh last night was uh, the truck pull at the Cumberland County Fair, and I was out there working it uh, for the VFW. And uh, this was the first full-size truck. Seven trucks in the mini truck class. The twenty-seven trucks in the mini truck. Getting to the first full-size truck. It's an old Ford. Bad to the bone. The old George Thurgood song. Let's see how he does. Green lights. Cumberland County Fair 2023. This is what we do out in nowhere, Kentucky, for fun. <laughs> we build trucks. Full pull. I think he hit like yeah, not quite a full pull. Two ninety five or something like that. Um, but the memes, the memes. There's the first truck, the mini truck. Um, Edgar Casey, Virginia Beach guy. A R E. Look it up. Um, you got to see it. Uh, if you hadn't seen it, go back and find it. Um, and look into um, Jet Clouseau. Don't forget about Pee Wee. Lots of Pee Wee Barbies. Uh, there's my, there's a 94 on my, uh, certification test. Uh, where's all the Lizzo? There's a, you go, Lizzo on your way to your mom's house. That was a pretty good one. Um, new kids on the rock. 
They released the Devin Archer transcripts. Lizzo banana coochie time. Um, you are here. <laughs> oh, the big thing with Baldur's Gate 3 uh, is figuring out that they can um, do full nude on character creation. And they're, they're freaking out about that. There's the truck pull. It's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? My career? So the this is going to be <laughs> about Lizzo. And apparently she was... Having sex with bananas and then forcing her backup dancers to eat the bananas or something? I don't know. Uh, Lizzo, you sent me that. <laughs> yeah, L L Lizzo getting exposed. Apparently, she out here body shaming, no, that's forcing not, women to put she's, she's things getting, inside of them. She's not getting exposed. She's getting sued. Okay, she's getting sued. <laughs> I'm like, damn, this is a big deal. I was always going to be a career musician. I just didn't know I was going to be... Damn, I thought I thought Entertainment Tonight was going to do a compilation of her saying big. <laughs> this is a big deal. I knew I was going to make it. I didn't know I was going to be making this big. It's like I thought it was going to be a lot of those, but thankfully they're responsible. But I'm not. So editor, put a compilation of big old, <laughs> big, 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 I can do her the way she did her dancers, okay? I don't mind. E.T. obtained the 38-page lawsuit filed today. Among the claims, Lizzo, who is known for embracing body positivity, weight-shamed the dancers. When I was a little girl... That was a long time ago. Her being a little girl was a long time ago. <laughs> Why are you body-shaming her, man? If a motherfucker body-shames, then I'm a body-shame. <laughs> no, honestly, I was going to do it regardless. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I just hate these body positivity people. I'm not gonna lie. All I wanted to see was me in the media. Someone fat like me, black like me, beautiful like me. All we need her is to turn out to be an Uncle Ruckus, and then <laughs> she gonna be the opposite of everything she preaches. Cause nobody, you feel me? No, I didn't know. I didn't know Abba was so much ear. For, yeah, hey, cause no, 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 because she went, she went fat like me, true, big like me, true. And they said, beautiful like me. I'm like, bitch, you lying. Stop it right now. <laughs> what is this, two truths and a lie? We don't need to hear that stuff. She's not ugly. <laughs> She's not ugly. <laughs> Have you seen her soul? Have you seen it's getting soup. <laughs> 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 and guess what? You want to know the funniest part? You know who's suing her? Other big beaches? No, no, all biggie. All her dancers are big girls. I know because I Googled them. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. No, no, no. Because I, I want to see who she fat shaming. There are other big it's, girls. I thought she was skinny shaming them. No, they're She's big girls. Fat. She's fat. Yeah, because all the dancers are big. Yeah. yeah. It actually plays a part to the story. That's fucked up. It is. There was a pause there and people were expecting me to be petty. I'm not. I'm just keep going. Grammy winner who has not yet responded to claims is wow. also accused of pressuring dancers to touch nude performers, unjust firings, and an excruciating 12-hour rehearsal where there was so much fear of getting laid off, one dancer soiled her pants. Two of the women were featured on Lizzo's Emmy. 12-hour audition sounds inhumane. I'm letting you know right now, this is not the most abnormal thing. That's I've heard. a standard. Uh, I would say standard, but it is not the most uncommon. Not uncommon. Not the standard. Okay, fair. Two of the women were featured on Lizzo's Emmy-winning reality show. Watch out for the big girls. Like a month ago, I was in my room, sad, unemployed, doing online school. Now I'm here on the freaking main stage at Treasure Island. With Lizzo. Very important to me that, of course, the show goes well, but that everybody is safe and healthy on this tour. 
Um, yeah, allegedly she made Eating these people lots of bananas took makes you toys healthy. that were came out of nude performers. Uh, you know, she called them all sorts of names based on their weight, said they wouldn't cut it. Uh, if people spoke out, she would go through her manager to fire people. Um, the things that are being alleged in terms of how she fat shamed folks was kind of wild. And a lot of people are disappointed. A lot of people feel some way because Lizzo was a symbol of body positivity that big girls can make it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's fucked up what the patriarchy does. <laughs> yeah, it is. Our, it's mental. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, I, you already know. Where's you know, the you bananas? Know I mean, right? Hey, hey, hey. This is one of my favorite videos of all time. I, she, got, she got some tears in this one. Let's, let's take a look. All right. Sometimes I feel like the world just don't love me back. Singer Lizzo is in tears. Yo, news reporter, shut the fuck up. We can see her crying on tears, and you just want to get your word in. Single Lizzo is in tears in what looks like her back. Bitch, we see it on video. But that's what they do. No. That's, no. that's, that's no. exactly no, what No, no, no. Generally, they give useful context, not this no, one. They <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. They just I describe so what they're down. watching. I worked so hard. It's fatphobic. And it's racist and it's hurtful. I'll stop blaming so everybody else. Okay. Um, do we need more context? Well, uh, no, not really. That's not the context. We we could go right in there, in there. Okay. In the What's the context you want to give? No, no, I said we're good. Okay, so what do you want to say? Oh, okay, well, the fact I thought you were about to play a video about the, like all the allegations. The bananas. Like no, I mean they filed a lawsuit. Well, uh, harassment, again. sexual nature. Uh, they Where's filed the one bananas? to bad work environment and they expose a lot of what she does. So go ahead. Again, that's a lot of things that happen in the dance industry, right? Uh, I'm not talking about the sex toys and stuff like that. I'm talking about the excruciating, excruciating uh, long auditions and stuff like that. The sex thing. Uh, no, I wouldn't even say that's not industry standard, but that's a different that, topic. Yo, did, did, did you see me pause or not? Right, I'm just saying. I went, I, I, don't, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's the standard, but... Bullshit, it kind of is. Uh, let's uh, get move on. We're almost out of. We're like way over time. Seventeen. So let's move. Is there somewhere down here? I'm not seeing any pictures of bananas. So apparently, I feel like y'all should know a little bit better. How many times does a celebrity have to betray your fact that they're not the image they portray? Right. You guys would be Stop. shocked how many artists that you guys love today are fucking horrendous to the people that work under them. How many? Yep, 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 yep. Stop worshiping these people. Stop. 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 They're not, they're not worshipable, worshipable, worshipable. They're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. I'm, I'm tired. It's been a long, long week. Uh, and it's going to be a longer week next week. I don't, I doubt seriously. I will do a show next week. I got a five day work week. And then I got to go to Louisville for the yearly um, quartermaster training. Every, once a year, um, the VFW post commanders and the, the post quartermasters have to assemble uh, in each state and do a one-day like a training thing. So I'll get off of work Friday morning, sleep, and then get up at like 2 o'clock and ride up to Louisville and do a, we'll do a meet and greet Friday night. And then classes start at like seven o'clock the next morning and run all day and then come back. So next Saturday I will be in Louisville learning VFW quartermaster stuff. 
So I'll try and sneak something in, maybe uh, Sunday or something. I mean, you know, I, I'll I don't know. I'm not making any promises because <sighs> I got schoolwork to do. <laughs> Oh crap! And uh, we're getting next week is week five, so we're hitting the halfway point, and I think it's email marketing, Hub City. So another certification, and then there's a week on social media. Um, I'm thinking that somewhere in there I need to get the website for the podcast, and I think there's one that they offer through the Spotify. So uh, it's a WordPress thing. And get all these things that I'm learning onto that website and and up and running. Take care of yourself. Love yourself first. Um, if you got anything left over, spread it around your community. Invest in yourself. Be the best you you can be. I love you, each and every one of you. Platonically, you perverts. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter. That's where if you want to keep up. Otherwise, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Go do something constructive with your life. Bye. Mwah.